Hi, I'm Lindsay Boomershine, brand manager of High Five Gear. H5G has thousands of designs to choose from and no hidden artwork fees. How awesome is that? Have your jersey tell your story. Order online at www.high5gear.com today. Add H5G into your wardrobe and show off your individuality. Use code ABOVE180 at checkout for $20 off any H5G style. Order today and enjoy highfivegear.com. Bowling this month is bowling's trusted technical resource that's relied upon by thousands of serious bowlers, pro shop operators, and professional coaches. From independent ball reviews to great instructional articles on all facets of our sport, you'll find it all at bowlingthismonth.com. For less than the price of a cup of coffee per month, you can have online access to Bowling This Month's premium technical bowling content that will help you improve your game. Bowling This Month is so confident you'll be satisfied, they're offering a 14-day money-back guarantee to all subscribers. Check out BowlingThisMonth.com and sign up today. Tim Berg is ready to hit the lanes, approaching the issues that you, the bowler, want to know. From the latest equipment reviews, coaching, to drilling layouts, and the stars of the PBA. Now, here's your host, Tim Berg. Joining me on the Above180.com podcast is Valerie Brashear. Valerie bowled collegiately at the University of Nebraska, where she got her bachelor's degree. She then went on to Rhode Island University and received her master's degree. Valerie, thanks for being here today. Well, thank you for having me. All right. Well, I thought we'd talk some nutrition the end of the year. Many people like to kind of go over their year and, and, and how they ate and maybe how they need to improve on things. So I thought it'd be great to get a registered dietitian on and a bowler who can help provide bowlers some tips. So I guess the most obvious question is what goes through your mind when you hear someone say, you know what, I'm, I'm thinking... January 1st, I have a New Year's resolution. I'm going to go to the gym four days a week, or I'm going to cut out sweets or cut out alcohol or pick a a vice of theirs. Uh, What do you think as a registered dietitian? Mm, (laughs) This is probably one of my favorite questions. And that's um, because, well, not necessarily even questions, but just topics in general. I want to caution everybody to um, not wait or the caution about waiting until January 1st, just because what happens when you set all of these big goals, I'm going to call them, you know, these big extravagant, you know, you're going to be super motivated. And then two, three weeks in, you're exhausted because you weren't going to the gym before. So you mentioned the example of going to the gym four days a week and really hitting it hard. Your body has taken a toll now maybe you decided to meal prep and like really cut out certain things, then you're mentally exhausted. And then, then what happens, right? You throw in the towel and say, to heck it. Um, that is where you can actually get started now and maybe start drinking more water. Set a goal to drink half your body weight in ounces from now until, uh, until January 1st and then reevaluate. I think what happens with, year's resolutions is it is a new year and it's so exciting especially this year I think getting to a new year is going to be hopefully relieving for a lot of people just to say see you later or see you never 2020 but um, it just really starts small with anything in goal setting we want to 
start small. Um, I'm actually writing an article for the the BTM right now. Um, I don't know if I'm actually even allowed to talk about like um, big or uh, sorry, upcoming topics, but it means anywhere. If you look at goal setting 101, it's going to say start small, really start with something achievable, start with, um, because otherwise what you're going to, what's going to happen is you're going to, it, like I mentioned before, I'm not going to re- reiterate it or repeat myself, but back to resolutions, start small, do not schedule to go to the gym four days a week. If you've never exercise before or if it's been a really long time because your body's going to hate you for it so what we always recommend our clients do is start with even 10 minutes or 15 minutes and go for a walk and do that twice a week it may not get you the measurable and extravagant results that you want or that you're looking for that you're working toward in the beginning but it steps in and creates the habit that you need to implement in order to actually reach your goal in the future. What happens if you set yourself up, maybe you get great results in in the first month or so, but if it's not sustainable, what good is it if you kind of go backwards and then end up either gaining the weight back or just injuring yourself if weight loss isn't your goal? If you injure yourself and then you have to stop, um, you know, I think you kind of know the answer to that. Yeah, so let's head back to the bowling side of this and, you know, specifically how we eat and what we drink. How does that affect our bowling game? Oh, yeah. Um, I I love this question as well because I think what happens is most people don't really realize how what they're eating or drinking or not eating and not drinking, for example, water and nutritious foods, affects the way that they feel and affects their their moods and um, their joint pain even. So to kind of give an example of that, if you don't drink enough water, then that can actually lead to swelling. And that just because your body needs to take in enough water to get rid of nutrients and also for optimal cellular function, I think we take for granted how um, what are how many extremely complex processes happen in the body with us without us even knowing what you know what's happening? Um, and so water plays a really really big role. And I think everybody knows that we need to drink more water, but the why behind it is really important. You can actually you want to drink about half your body weight in ounces. Um, of course, if you don't have any underlying conditions, or your doctor tells you you know you just clear everything that I say by your doctor. Because if you're on certain medications, and that's coming from an RD perspective, if you have certain health conditions, um, you know, just make sure you clear that with your doctor. Any of these recommendations that I'm about to give. Uh, You definitely want to fuel up with fruits and vegetables, lean proteins, kind of some of those whole foods. And, And my philosophy, I know there's a lot of kind of buzz out there about intermittent fasting and stuff, but my philosophy for energy management, meaning to sustainable energy, you want to eat every two to three hours. And that includes especially around times where you're bowling, bowling league, you want to make sure that you eat before because your body's trying to survive off of the energy that you have in your body stored, which we do have a good amount of stores. Um, but what it, it's also going to ramp up hunger, and then what happens if you don't eat 
um, and and you're expending energy, you're going to feel really, really hungry and famished to the point where you're probably going to overeat. And I, I feel like I'm, I know actually that I'm not the only one that if I don't eat, I get ravenous or hangry and then end up eating way too much, feeling uncomfortable. So ha- having those two to three hour increments, those meals and snacks planned will allow you to manage your energy, especially going into either league. But I feel like league is pretty much the only thing that people are bowling these days, at least in my state, actually not even right now in my state here in Michigan, but you know, kind of projecting into the future about tournaments, um, you definitely want to plan snacks to eat every couple of hours. That's about timing. Now, Tim, do you want me to get kind of into certain um, foods that I would recommend? Eating? Yeah. What, um, what, you know, at, um, at bowling, what can we be, be bringing with us to the centers that's, um, you know, not bringing a four-course meal by any stretch, but what are some kind of compact things that we can t- take with us inside the center and and, and, uh, and eat to keep us fueled, I guess? Yeah, I, I giggled because I've actually brought salads with me to league, and thankfully, you know, I know the owner of my bowling center here that I bowl league at. He is one of my clients, and he fully respects my desire to be healthy and um, and, you know, I, I, I support him in other ways. So you can always try to work out an agreement with your bowling center if, if you do really want to follow a certain plan. Or, and if you think about people with allergies, I mean, they, they can't eat at certain places because of cross-contamination. So we can look at our health as a non-negotiable like that. Um, but we can also creatively think of ways to Either, you know, I have clients that get, that have leagues, right? And they go to bowl league and they're on our program. So they have a a specific criteria like lean protein and veggies that we recommend them eating for say their dinner meal. And they just get a bunless burger at the bowling center. So they're supporting their um, bowling center in that way. So lean protein and veggies is a great option for that. But, But kind of snacks and stuff that I would recommend bringing are nuts and and seeds and you know, trail mix even some trail mix has chocolate in it and that's you know that's not bad it's just moderating the the portion of it and fruits and fruit is really easy and convenient to kind of bring you can you know eat it even before you go into the bowling center i recommend like fruits nuts protein bars all of that while you're bowling blocks just to kind of just to maintain your energy level and then for sure in the morning have a great well-rounded you know, lean protein, so eggs, yogurt, fruit, um, so carbs. And then you can have, if you, I would actually probably recommend some sort of whole grain, like whole grain bread or oatmeal or, you know, something substantial in that sense before blocks. Because then you're going to probably be hungry or peckish or feel like you need to eat again in about three hours or so. So then you can just have the snack there until if you have a block, a, a break in between blocks, then, um, you know, just getting uh, what I, it's so funny because I like to talk about what we, what we should look for and do and, and feel with, but I also want to kind of talk about what we need to stay away from and what we need to stay away from are all of the highly fried processed foods, or I should say fried, highly processed foods. And so deep frying, I mean, that is highly inflammatory in the body. And what that means is it just causes this, like, resp- 
response in the body that almost seems like your body's attacking itself. Um, so it's kind of like getting a bruise in your body and you can't see it. You can't sometimes even feel it and you feel it in joint pain. You feel it in swelling and that's caused by like, okay, so I, I actually looked up a couple things because I don't keep them in my house. Otherwise I would have gotten and got the nutrition label, but I looked them up before our call and there are things like Debbie donut or any version of that, like those um, baked goods in the stores that are probably to die for. And I say probably because it's been a long time since I've eaten them. Um, but I want to read some of the ingredients. So Debbie donuts, let me little Debbie's here. Um, okay. So it has enriched wheat flour and it says enriched wheat flour because they've processed it to the point where they took out the natural nutrients and then the government said, hey, you need to add back those B vitamins because all of our, you know, humans, all of these citizens are, are going deficient in these B vitamins. So then the food manufacturing companies are like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. So I got to add those back. So then, you know, they add them back. The next ingredient is sugar. So it's like carb on top of carb. Water, palm oil, palm kernel oil, those are all very highly processed oils. Um, and then it says 2% or less, which, you know, by weight is it, it's actually, it's significant. So then, you know, cocoa powder, um, egg yolk, soy flour, corn syrup, solids. So that's another sugar, um, leavening, which there's, um, pyrophosphate, sodium, aluminum, phosphate, mono and diglyceride. So another like fat. Um, and I'm getting into the other big ones here, natural and artificial flavors. You don't know what that is. Potassium sorbate and sorbic acid are preservatives. It actually tells you to preserve freshness. Um, and then some gums, dextrin, maltodextrin, those are also, um, you know, thickener or thickeners and things to like keep it together. Um, they actually add turmeric extract to color it and annatto which is totally, that's great. Other countries use that, but then they also add yellow six, blue two, red 40, yellow five. And so my thought with this, Tim, in reading this, um, is we actually really want to get in the habit of reading nutrition facts labels. I, I know what a lot of these ingredients are because I studied food and what they do, and I actually still have to look up some of them because I'm like, what is that? What's the purpose of that, you know? Um, and I cannot figure out why on earth we use dyes in our food. <laughs> I don't know. And anyway, so who knows what the long-term effects are. I think research is being done in that sense on the long-term effects of like preservatives and um, yellow dyes and all, and just food additives to, to preserve the shelf life of it. But what my, my whole takeaway with this, Tim, is that we have to just, Think about what we're putting in our bodies. If we can just all be conscious, we don't have to shame ourselves if we decide to have a bite of something or we want to taste it or we don't know what the ingredients are. We don't have to freak out, but we just, when we have the, that type of control, we absolutely want to take advantage of it. Well, yeah, and, and I also think sometimes those vending machines that you can probably get the little Debbies in, if you look a little further, there's times you can find the, the small packets of peanuts in there. And those are something you could mm. probably get that would, would be in, in your parameter of a, as a good snack or, or almonds or mixed nuts or the, the trail mix, which might not be as terrible either for, for us. Yep. So, so I feel like there's, there, there's a few things at centers that people might not always think of. They think they have to go to the snack bar and, and by doing the, the, 
vending machine, you are you you know you're supporting the center to a certain extent as well. Now you mentioned a little bit. So for the timing of most people, we you know let's say you eat dinner at five thirty, six o'clock. You go to league at seven seven thirty. Are you thinking you know in that scenario you'd want to be having a snack? by eight, you know, around eight, eight thirty again, or if you have a, a, norm, yeah. a decent sized dinner, are you, are you pretty much going to be set for that league night of, you know, three hours or three and a half hours? Yeah, I highly recommend just regardless eating every three hours max, because what I found is if you, if you, if you're not hungry in three hours, there's a good chance that you ate too much. So um, and that, and then I use that rule for myself too. I'm always, I always assess, you know, what's my level of hunger? How long has it been since I've eaten? And the analogy or the example that I use is putting logs on a fire. So we want to keep the fire going by putting small logs on it. And what happens if we put, you know, six or eight logs on a tiny little flame, it almost smothers it. So then your body has to work really hard in order to digest it. And then typically we're not moving enough for our bodies to actually use all of that energy in that time frame. So what does it do? It stores it. it, stores it for later. Back in, you know, ancient times when, when we were hunters and gatherers and we didn't know when the next meal was going to come, we had, uh, our bodies had to have a mechanism in order to survive. And that was the mechanism. Now that we have food, like Debbie Donuts and these uh, cheese crackers, these cheese sandwich crackers, which I can, you know, they're typically found in the vending machines as well. Um, we didn't have that at our fingertips, especially not for, you know, six packs for a dollar back in the hunting and gathering days. I hope you can find some humor in there. No, you're, um, and I also want to hit on, I guess the empty calories of alcohol and I understand and, and I've even mm. saw you post some pictures, you know, it's, it's not terrible to enjoy a, a beverage or two from time to time, but how does that in your um, research and how does that affect us on the lanes and then even affect our hunger and food and, and what we should be putting into our bodies? I love this question. Um, Cause you're absolutely right. I drink my fair share of red wine. And um, I, you probably saw the shot of fireball that I had on my birthday. Or maybe I'm like, which, which post did you see that I had alcohol? Because <laughs> it's not a lot. And I do, you know, I enjoy having, a, I actually drink wine at a bowling center, which is kind of funny because I've, I've gotten comments about that. But um, what happens is it is empty calories. So thank you for, for first pointing that out. And your body will have to process the alcohol first because it's technically a poison and so your body has to get rid of it um, and before it processes anything else. So if you actually are trying to be what we call in a fat burn, like if you're trying to lose fat, then your body's going to stop that process and say, Hey, wait, I got to get rid of this alcohol first. So that's kind of something to keep in mind. That's not something that people think about right, right away or at first, but it also lowers your inhibitions. I think we all kind of know that it makes you do some dumb things, meaning you're going to reach for those mozzarella sticks or French fries, or, you know, just tend to snack mindlessly when you have had a couple of drinks. So that's something to, 
keep in mind too, if your goal is to, to be optimally healthy. But I think, you know, those who've made the decision to be conscious of what they're eating and what they're putting in their body for health purposes, I don't think that they're, I think they're going to think twice also about, you know, how much alcohol they're consuming. As we head into 2021, why not go to h5gbrands.com and pick out some new bowling gear? High Five has all your best and greatest dye supplemented jerseys, no hidden artwork fees, thousands of designs to choose from. They also have your PBA replica jerseys you can order, PBA league jerseys, PBA junior merchandise, everything you need all at your fingertips, h5gbrands.com. Please mention promo code ABOVE180. That will get you $20 off your order. Promo code ABOVE180 will get you $20 off that order. Get your stuff ordered for 2021 as everyone starts heading to tournaments. You have your city, your state. Hopefully, keeping our fingers crossed, there will be a a USBC Open Championships, both men and women this year. But get your jersey so your team looks sharp. Again, check everything out at h5gbrands.com. Also, bowlingthismonth.com. Bowling's best and most comprehensive technical resource all at your fingertips. Lots of great stuff there regarding what we're talking about here regarding keeping our bodies in better shape. Also seeing articles regarding exercising. Lots of great stuff there. Your ball reviews down to your left-hand side. Everything you need all at your fingertips. Again, check out bowlingthismonth.com. Valerie Brassier joining us on the Above180.com podcast. So, Valerie, you've been at this now, been doing this for quite a number of years, got your master's degree in this. Um, how, how would you say bowlers are, are bowlers beginning to get it? I feel like the answer is yes, because there was a stereotype that bowlers weren't getting it and we were unhealthy and, and chain smoking and drinking six packs of beer while we're bowling. But I feel <laughs> like that is changing. Is that, uh, is that, is there some facts behind that, that that actually is the case? and what you see on the PWBA tour, and then even if you've worked with any of the guys on tour as well as far as uh, nutrition and health goes? I, I would love to have a concrete yes as the answer to that. Um, I, I just, I really hope so. You know, Tim, I, I, like, I really, really hope that that is the case. I've personally helped hundreds of bowlers and I hope it I hope to get to thousands of bowlers in their health and um, decreasing joint pain and and improving their overall ability to bowl or even just I've had a lot of uh, clients who weren't able to bowl and they wanted to get back to it and then you know they they finally feel good enough to get back to it so that's a huge mission of mine and on the PWBA tour to answer that question absolutely I really think that people are are waking up and realizing hey what I'm putting in my body or maybe it may be something's correlated so we'll have to kind of explore that Uh, whether or not that there's a a shift happening um, I think it'll be a little a little time because I think about the U.S. in general and we haven't flattened the obesity curve yet it's still on the rise when I first started school I don't know how, how long ago is it over a decade, I guess it was 60% or maybe 66% two thirds of the population was over later obese. And I believe it's approaching 75% now. And that just breaks my heart. Like that number needs to stop. It needs to start going down. Healthy needs to be the norm. It does. But how much of that is that kind of archaic 
body mass index thing that they just put your num you know your height and weight into a number and if it reaches something you're considered obese i mean i feel like that doesn't do, do oh, us yeah. any favors when we're doing yeah. that that you're you're basically treating someone with six or eight or ten percent body fat the same as someone with 28 percent body fat because you're just putting their numbers in a in a formula mm, i agree with that 100 percent um, I'm actually borderline overweight on the BMI scale. So, and I've talked about that, um, but I strength train. I don't, I don't know if a lot of those statistics are really truly being taken from people who have higher muscle mass in, um, and if that's the primary case, because people that are carrying an extra 50 ish pounds, give or take 50 plus pounds, their muscle mass, mass is going to be higher because they have to haul around extra weight. Um, so that plays a role. It absolutely does. But I'm thinking, I just heard a statistic. I'm pretty sure it was over 50% of the population is actually pre-diabetic. And then, you know, obviously a smaller percentage of that, maybe like 25% or 30% is, is actually diabetic. Or I meaning type two diabetes, the one that is caused by insulin resistance and caused by lifestyle factors, and that to me is a primary cause of that is is having too much fat on your body, obesity. All right. Well, Valerie, my final question: You're also on staff with Deviate, so I always like to give staffers an opportunity to talk about some of the the latest and greatest pieces that you've thrown in the Deviate line and. Um, and get the and what people can be looking for over there in uh, in some of those pieces and uh, and, and getting their hands soon if they can bowl obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jim, for that. That's um, that's great that you actually asked this question and and it, it's so true. Um, it's hard out there to to be able to bowl right now, but let's just try to make the the most of it while we can. And perhaps I, I remember bowling league. And this is a little bit of a tangent, so I apologize, guys, if you <laughs> – but anyway, bear with me. I feel like we can all be grateful for bowling now. I, I, I've bowled leagues where there's just a lot of complaining and a lot of negative if you don't bowl well or you don't score as well as you want to. I think that I really hope that this coronavirus or at least a, a positive outcome of it is that we're just more grateful for the things that we do have and that we don't – we really work to not take advantage of something that we do actually really, really enjoy so much like bowling. Um, so I'm going to say that first and then promote deviate. Uh, the decree Pearl and the, and the warrant solid just came out and they're, they're great compliments. I hope, I don't know if before the, the pandemic or before the shutdown, the initial shutdown, if anyone got the warrant, the original warrant or the, their original decree, but they're great compliments. And even just the decree period and the warrant period, like whether you get the, the originals or the, the ones that just came out, I think they're just, they're great balls, especially for just, you know, typical house patterns, bowling league, and they complement each other really well. Awesome. And then final, final, final question, Valerie, is where can people go to learn more about you if they're, if they're interested in, in, um, in picking your brain and seeing what, you know, how you can help them out on a, on a more regular basis and getting in touch with you? Well, thanks for asking that too. Um, if, they, if they want to follow me on Instagram, it's bur, at Burberry Health, B-E-R, B as in boy, E-R, and then berry like the fruit, um, health. 
And then actually, if you want to go to BurberryHealth.com, you can, you can schedule a free health assessment. If you just go to the services tab, schedule free health assessment. It'll send me an email. You can pick a time to do that. It's about a 30-minute consult. And that's really, I offer that because I love to connect with people and to see what they're looking for and then see what we can do to um, make a plan for them, whatever is a good fit for them. We've got some easy easy plans and we've got some that are a little bit more advanced. And I just, a little background on Burberry. My, my, my last name now is Berthier. My last name, you know, my maiden name is Calberry. And so we we smushed it together if anybody is interested <laughs> or anyone curious about where that came from. Awesome. Well, Valerie Brasier, I want to thank you again for being here on the podcast. All the best of luck with everything as we head into 2021. And uh, we'll be catching up with you again, obviously. And we'll be also be looking for that BTM piece as well that you said that'll be exciting to, to take a look at. And, uh, and you probably go a little bit more in depth than what we can here on the radio, on the podcast rather. But do appreciate your time. And uh, again, all the best. Awesome. Thank you so much, Tim. I appreciate what you do for us.